Let's talk about that speech with Claire and Rachel. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Talk About Speech podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Claire. And we're back for another episode. Last week, we shared tons of different resources that we have um, in relation to autism. So if you guys haven't had the chance to take a listen to that, go listen and come back. So this week on the podcast, we have Vanessa DeGroote, who we actually met on Instagram. She reached out to us about some really great websites that she wanted to recommend to you guys. And we're so excited to hear about um, the way that she incorporates different websites and technology into her sessions and to just hear about her as a speech therapist. So Vanessa, thanks so much for coming on with us. Thank you guys so much for having me. So fun. Yeah. Um, I guess first, can you just tell us about yourself and your background as an SLP? Sure. Um, I think I probably thought I was going to be a teacher going in, which is Same. not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like that's most of us who mm-hmm. kind of thought like, I want to work with kids. I'll be a teacher. Yeah. Um, like quickly realized that was not what I wanted mm-hmm. and went in undecided and kind of stumbled upon the field. Um, thankfully. So, um, I graduated with my master's in 2005 and I worked at a developmental preschool right out of, um, grad school. So I did my CF there and then stayed there, um, permanently for 12 years. Wow. Um, so we did center-based, um, services within the preschool and then early intervention, home-based and center-based. Um, so I definitely got a lot of wonderful experience. I know everybody's CF is a little kind of all over the place and you're not really sure where you're wanting to go or what you're wanting to do. Um, so that was really great for me because I was in a department of, I think at the time there were at least 10 SLPs on staff, like on site. Mm-hmm. So that was really great. Cause I feel like I got a hundred percent, you know, supervision for a while and had this amazing department of people to go to when you're just trying to start out and you feel like you have no idea what you're doing. Um, so that was great. And I learned a lot. And then I recently switched, made a switch and I started in the public school. So elementary, um, K through six. So this is my fourth year. I just, um, was recommended for tenure this year. So that's exciting. Thank you. Um, And, um, yeah, so I have the experience with the real little ones, early intervention, and now all the way up through sixth grade. So it's definitely been a journey, I would say. Great. Definitely. So I guess just jumping right into it, can you talk a little bit about your experience transitioning from, um, like regular in-person services to telepractice? Yeah, that was probably a lot for all of us. Um, I, you know, initially my district wasn't, um, 
requiring us to do, you know, the quote unquote telepractice teletherapy. We were just trying to reach our students as much as possible and the families and kind of guide them and provide them with any resources we could. Um, we use the seesaw platform, mm -hmm. uh, the teachers do. So they had the therapists uh, or any of the service providers, um, intervention teachers on there as well. So we were uh, creating lessons, had to learn all of that technology, you know, create lessons, use kind of what you already have and yeah. make it technology friendly. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of in the spring before we were able to even meet with our students one-on-one -on -one because initially Zoom was not okay for some districts. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know what your experience was, but I know there was a lot of people who it, privacy, different things exactly. with the privacy, you know, yeah. restrictions. So we couldn't even meet with our students face to face. Like we didn't see them for so long. Um, and then we were just meeting with them um, and then kind of just making sure everything was okay and keeping mm -hmm. in contact. And then I think I'm probably one of those people who were like, well, that's over. And <laughs> um, <laughs> I am not going to spend my summer trying to plan teletherapy because I didn't do, I really didn't do it. We just kind mm -hmm. of just made contact right. with our families and students. And I wasn't doing sessions, you know, right. eventually we were looking face, to, we were meeting face to face on zoom, but I wasn't, you know, doing, doing all the, the therapy. Session. Yeah. Yeah. So I know, you know, that was, I really felt like, you know, the kids will come back and mm -hmm. we'll be in school with, you know, restrictions or distance and I won't have to do this. And that was not the case. So um, I, I had to really, you know, jump in with two feet. And I mean, I don't know what your guys' experience is, but I, I feel like I incorporate some technology into my sessions. I'm very lucky. I have a smart board in my room. I have a decent sized room, which is, you know, not the case mm -hmm. for most therapists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have a smart board. So I learned that how to use that when I first started. So a little bit, but I feel like we're all pretty hands-on, you know, hands-on yeah. materials. Mm -hmm. So that, I mean, that was, that was a big, a big jump into, okay, how am I going to treat my students mm -hmm. through a screen and make it interactive, especially for the older kids who, mm -hmm. you know, are working on, you know, hardcore curriculum <laughs> thing, you know, subjects yeah, and topic right. areas. And how can I target that with, across the screen when they're right. all just staring at me on the screen. So, um, you know, that was, it was real. I feel like it was like starting all over. It was, I agree. We, like you said, with the zoom, we weren't able to use zoom at mm -hmm. our outpatient clinic when we first start. Well, when the pandemic first hit. And so we were actually through Epic, which is like the hospital system. Cause it was in an outpatient, um, setting and there wasn't a screen share option. So I was like, oh showing my physical toys to Horrible. the kids and like, oh. I didn't know what else to do. I was like jumping up. It, it was yeah. awful. And I just remember thinking like, this is not sustainable. How are we going <laughs> to do this? Like, this isn't okay. It's not. And like you said, I think it ended up being mostly just me talking to the parents because a kid, I mean, they, they interact a little bit on the screen when you're not screen sharing, but otherwise, if you're just showing them toys, they're like, I want to play with those. You don't even yeah. get those from me. So yeah, it's a hard transition for sure. Yeah. yeah that, was, I feel, that was hard. I feel like my situation or experience was very similar to yours. Whereas in the spring, it was just kind of like everyone is trying to survive. So we were making contact and we were sending 
um, as much information or different resources home, but that was kind of it. There was no expectation to, you know, like be meeting your regular IEP times and servicing your children how you normally would. So then when the fall came um, and we were still 100% virtual, it was kind of a scramble to like, oh no, I have to, you know, like making a schedule is a nightmare as it is, as everyone knows, I have to make a schedule and I have to figure out how to make this happen realistically, virtually through telepractice. So, yeah, which is crazy. I don't know. That's crazy. And we Mm -hmm. had, I had to do, I, everyone had to cover their own building. So I, I'm the only one in my building. Mm -hmm. So whether the students were in person or they were virtual, I have to see them. And we still can't, we only just started being able to pull them out of their classroom Mm -hmm. so that it's April. So for the majority of the year, I couldn't even pull them out of their classroom. So I was like, I don't even know how am I doing speech therapy six feet from my students while the teacher's teaching and we all masked up. Like it was just Mm-hmm. how is this happening yeah yeah so right. it was a lot it was a lot I think for everybody we all we're still trying to just survive yeah. in the beginning right, you know? right. we're still <laughs> and we're still transitioning I feel like I keep saying that like it's a transition time to parents I'm like <laughs> it's a transition time it's just constantly a transition time so, <laughs> still, yeah, yeah still we're still there <laughs> we're still transitioning yeah um so Vanessa what are some of your go-to websites that you found like once you got into the swing of things with telepractice because it's been a while now that we've kind of had to do at least some, some form of telepractice, um, that you specifically use or would recommend. Um, so I mean, there are so, I feel like there are so many, which (laughs) is really great. I feel like it's wonderful that there's all this, this stuff out there. Um, one of the ones that I use probably on a weekly or daily basis is Edpuzzle, Mm -hmm. um, where you can use the, where you can use YouTube videos to create your, your lessons, which I love. And they just actually, it is free. Um, I mean, all the websites just heard about that. Actually. It's funny you say that I've never used it, but I heard about it on like some course or something. I don't remember where, but, uh, maybe it was the telepractice course that we took, but, um, I mean, yeah, you just, it is. And you can, it's for free. So you can make a free account. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does limit you to the amount of, um, say you create something, you create a video lesson um, it does limit you with the amount that you can content you can save into your account with a free account. But I will say if you do create an account, um, you have an email address, they contacted me, I got an email. So somehow on their site right now, um, they were giving upgrading for free to Edpuzzle Pro for all educators through the end of the school year. So I was able to get a code for my building for all the teachers in my building to use. And we all have pro accounts for whoever wanted it with a code, which is wonderful that they were doing. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you put it, if you made an account, you could look into that as well, but you just can use any YouTube video as I feel like most of us do, Mm -hmm. whether it is to introduce a topic or YouTube videos you use to, you know, in your sessions on a regular basis for whatever skills you're targeting really. Um, and wherever you would pause it or even read aloud, um, and you can, wherever you would pause it to ask a question or anything, you can just input that question or discussion topic and then it autumn and then it saves it. So then you just play it and it just pauses automatically. You can put a discussion, you can put an open-ended question, you can put a multiple choice question. And then you can create your own roster of classes and then actually assign these videos to students. And you can get that information of 
how they did and you can get their answer responses and you can look at them and grade them and get that um, data if you wanted. Mm-hmm. I really just use them, use it in my sessions mm-hmm. too. I love that though. That's yeah. so cool because like you said, we're already, I use a lot of YouTube videos in my mm-hmm. telepractice sessions and I do that. I like stop and I have mm-hmm. to like write down the time that I'm going to stop and incorporate whatever skill. And it's funny because that sounds so much easier. That's so <laughs> nice. And then you have it forever. Yeah. So you have it saved in- and you can search within Edpuzzle for mm-hmm. something for nice. anybody who like makes their video not private oh, and it's cool. public. So yeah. you could search for something specific and just see what, what comes up. Like um, if you're working with the older students and you wanted to do, you know, show a YouTube video and work on maybe some content questions for something with science or mm-hmm. you wanted to incorporate, right. you could see if anyone has already created something and you can save it and then you can view their questions and you can modify it if you want and kind of have like a a starting point um, Mm -hmm. if you didn't want to start from scratch. So you can search within their website as well, which is great, Um, but you have it forever and then you just press play and it just stops for you. And so for for teletherapy, that's great because you're just sharing your screen, you're playing the video that they want to see and it's already stopping for you and the question comes up. So they're not only hearing it from you, but they're seeing the question. Um, and if they need to re watch that clip and you hit rewatch, it will just show that last clip that you viewed right before the question, which is nice. Um, so so that's one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really, then there's tons of other options you can do when you're, if you're assigning, you know, for like teachers who might want to do that on a more regular basis. But I felt like this is, can run span, you know, all age levels, Absolutely. You know, all grade levels and any target that you're working on, because if you put the questions in and you have a mixed group, you know, you can do, you know, inferencing questions and vocabulary and, you know, pragmatic, anything pragmatic that you might want to discuss, you can throw in their topics with each pause that you do. It could be something different for a different student, um, articulation, you know, make a sentence about this using, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and it just stops for you. So you can really, it's great for mixed groups too. So I love that. That's awesome. So that's a great one that Um, I use. I'm going to have to add that to my list for sure. (laughs) The list Um, is always growing. Does anyone else feel like that? I do feel like I, I have like this every week I'm like, oh, there's, or somebody posted about something on Instagram. Like, oh my gosh, look, there's something new that I'm Mm going to check out and I'm going to look, which is great that we have this community that shares all of this wonderful thing. I know know in the beginning, I feel like I only used boom cards and teachers pay teachers, which is great, Mm -hmm. but like to an extent, there's only so much. And like, I have my whole library. I've used them all. And it's great to find new resources and things that you can do that are different. So that's great. Yeah. So that one's really great. Um, I'm just looking at my list here for some others. Um, there's the, I'm sure you guys are familiar. So there with, um, the online book websites where there's books Mm -hmm. and so that, that one is really great. And I like books for the resources that they have where you mm-hmm. can, you know, I feel I had was telling someone about books. They were like, oh yeah, I use books. And then they didn't realize that there were those lesson plans. 
And that's like amazing. It's all spelled out for you. There's principal worksheets if you search their resources for the for these lessons. So that's something that I feel like not everybody knows they even have. Mm-hmm. I don't think I did either until Rachel, you were the one that told me that yeah. I think on one of our episodes. And I was mm-hmm. like, no way, that's mm-hmm. so cool. But that's what's so convenient about it. It's not just a online book. It has a lesson plan for you, which is yes. so convenient. Yeah. So that that I really like books for that. So you can kind of find something like, okay, what can I target with this? And you can get just even ideas, or if you're doing a push in with a group in, you know, in a classroom, even like a whole class, mm-hmm. you know, that's really great for that too. And you can do either way, you know, you can do it on teletherapy, you know, over, you know, zoom or whatever platform, or you can do it in person. I actually have groups that I have students in front of me in person, and I have students zooming in on my iPad. So you know, finding, finding things that can, you can go both ways and you can kind of, you know, use for everybody. Right. Is, is really good. Um, and And then, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say, I love that they, um, update their collection pretty regularly Mm -hmm. and they'll send out emails. Like I just got one that they have a bunch of earth day books coming and, Oh yeah. I just, you know, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, that's just cause I know a lot of SLPs like to stick to themes or, you know, like relevant topics and whatever's going on. So I think that's super helpful also. Yes. And I, and I, I like overall using, um, Chrome extensions Mm -hmm. to, um, really, I, to help with any of these websites that you're using, like, um, the web paint Chrome extension where you can actually write on any live web page. So you can, Cool. right on if you pull up a YouTube video you and you pause it you can actually write all over it or oh. um you can if you're using boom cards the typing feature for some reason is a little like mixed up when you so you, I don't use it but if I'm using boom cards with students and I want to underline a vocabulary word if we're doing whatever boom card is or circle something or I want to put a box over the answer choices and fill it in so they can't see the answer choices or whatever it is you can do that on, you can annotate all over any live web page that you bring up. So web paint Chrome extension is like, you know, my, I didn't want to forget to mention it because I feel like I have that pulled up in every session, every single day. Yeah. It's almost like having a smart board, yeah. which is what I would like relate, relate it to when you pull up anything on your smart board, you can draw all over it. Um, so I feel like it's very similar, but you're sharing your screen and, and you're on your computer and you can just use all these features and pull up anything, especially if you're doing um, a video and, um, or a read aloud and there's a picture and you've paused it, you know, you can't point to anything. They right. can't see where you would normally be doing that on it. Like see, see. Yeah. yeah. And then sometimes I don't realize sometimes they can see my cursor. Sometimes, sometimes for some they, reason they can, yeah, and I exactly. think they can. And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, you can't see my cursor. <laughs> like I feel like an idiot. Um, so, um, so web paint Chrome extension, if you're obviously in Google and you pull up any website, that is like a go-to of mine, um, that I use with everything. That's a good one to know. And then Cami also where you can annotate, um, any document then that you pull up. So that's another Chrome extension. Mm. So you would open a document through the Cami Chrome extension, anything that you have, um, a PDF, and if it's not, it will transfer the file over for you. If it's not a format that's, you know, it'll just do it for you. 
and then you pull it up and you, that's a similar, um, similar choices where you can, you know, draw things, circle things, you could add shapes or you can type on it. So for all these worksheets and resources that we already have, whether you've gotten them on CPT or whatever it is, you can just pull it up or graphic organizers even. Yeah. Um, I just constantly pull up graphic organizers through Cami and I just type in them as my students are telling me, you know, we go over how to do summarizing or how to, you know, work on sequencing a story. And then they have tell me what I'm writing. I say, okay, and you're going to tell me what I'm going to put in all these boxes. And I'm just going to, I type it in. You can make each student a different color. Um, and it's just very interactive for them. I feel really silly because I didn't even know about these Chrome extensions. I (laughs) had no idea. And I'm thinking like, I see, um, in my current placement now, I see both kids and adults. And I'm thinking for my adults, this would be Mm -hmm. awesome because I see a lot of the adults over telepractice and for most of the things we're doing, I'm screen sharing like a PowerPoint or Mm -hmm. a worksheet or something like word finding categories, whatever it is. Um, and how awesome would something like that, that cami that you were just talking about, I'm looking it up right now. That sounds, yeah, because then you can just, yeah, you can just pull up anything you already have yes. becomes much more interactive. interactive. Exactly. You know, even if I send it to them, like I've sent my students one for them to work on, say mm-hmm. a graphic organizer to work on in Seesaw. So they're working on it so they can do some independent work. But then when they're sharing it, I can record their, their responses and they can right. all see their different responses and they can mm-hmm. all see how it all comes together. You know, so even if they're doing some of it independently, or when you're teaching it or whatever. And or right. you can pull up an article, like it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And you can just be right. annotating. So those two, the web paint and the cami, I use every single day. I think I pull that up every day. So um, no matter what website you're in or what document or what resource you're using, those are, I feel like a go-to for anything that right. you're doing. And that's that, great that's to really bring, good. like you were saying, you can, you can incorporate it with boom cards. So like even if you've been yes. using cards, it's something else you can incorporate with it, which I think is really helpful because sometimes I hit a wall with boom cards where they almost aren't interactive enough sometimes, especially for some of my little kids. So being mm-hmm. able to like do something else with it would be great. Yeah, actually, I was able to find so much success using it with one of my students. Um, there was a boom card deck that I had and we were working on uh, pronouns mm-hmm. and Um, so I was putting different colored circles around the different pictures, like he, she, they, and then, you know, so that when he was talking about something, I was able to more visually like differentiate between the pictures Mm -hmm. and then the sentences we were making. And then if the cards are all set up the same, whatever you annotate doesn't change, doesn't go away. So if, if the card is set up the same and you wanted to say, cover the choices, the answer choices, and then you flip to the next page and it's all set up the same, those answer choices are already covered for you. Nice. Um, so for sometimes that works out and that's a nice option or you can just erase it or whatever. But, um, I, sometimes, you know, a lot of the cards are set up the same and you kind of want to cover something or you want whatever the annotation is that you're doing and you can just leave it there. And then, (laughs) which is great. So, so those are like a couple of my go-tos. Um, looking at my notes here. Um, another one that I just recently started using, um, online stopwatch.com has obviously stopwatches, Mm -hmm. um, if you needed that, but it has, um, random name pickers, which I feel like teachers probably use. 
So you could just like put the kids' names in, but I use it for vocabulary or articulation. So then, and they have different themed ones. So they have um, like a magic hat. So, and then a couple of other ones. Um, And the the, uh, space will come up where you can type in, you're supposed to be the student's names, but then I'll just put in all articulation words. Yeah. And then it's super simple. And if, even if we did that the whole session, because we were working on articulation and the word popped out of the hat and we said it, you know, um, just something different or as a warm up even or yeah. vocabulary. I did that with a student working on synonyms and antonyms. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's just single words. So you can't do like anything I was initially I was like oh maybe I can do questions yeah but you can't <laughs> it's only just it's only just single only words, words. yeah single no words, that's so it's, cool though I haven't but seen yeah one. that was that one is that one is fun and just something different for different. the kids like yeah yeah so that one I was recently started using and the kids really liked that um, um I've used one similar to that I shoot I we just talked about it a couple a episodes ago one. yeah and mm-hmm. it's essentially the same thing but it puts wheel. everything you type on a wheel and then oh wheel the wheel of names the, yeah yes so, mm-hmm. yes um and but that one you can actually put longer that's what I was gonna say is you can type yes um because I've done like wh questions on that following like a short story that we read or a YouTube video or whatever. So. And then, you know, you can save them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which yep. is, that's like the best thing ever. Yes. I, create, I create all, you spend so much time, like, not that it's so like a lot, but it is a lot of time. But to, to mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. And to do it every time. Yeah. When you're, when you're like, okay, I'm going to use this resource again. And then I can use this wheel as a follow-up or alongside it. And I always have it there mm-hmm. is, you know, great when I can just be like, oh, here's my, you know, pragmatic questions, or here's my multiple meaning words wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and I can just pull it up. So that, that I do. Yeah. That one I use all the time too. The wheel of names is great. Yeah. Um, another one, I don't know if you're familiar Wonderopolis. Oh, I haven't heard of that. So Wonderopolis too, yeah. is, is great. Um, I feel like it's more geared towards older students. I don't want to say, you know, too old, but definitely elementary level. I would say maybe second, you know, grade and up, depending on the level. They're super short um, passages. It's basically like, let's explore the wonders of the world. And so you can search different topics um, and you get a a short article um, that you can read with your students. And some of them have a video that's connected to it, but they're not long. And they do give you pull out vocabulary words for you. Mm, And then they have like a short quiz. So if you wanna take the quiz, it's only three questions usually, but it's a quick follow-up. And some of the questions sometimes are like, what's the main idea of this, which is great for for that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes it's just general comprehension questions, but good as a follow-up and it's multiple choice but the vocabulary is good. You can kind of review the vocabulary because if you hover over, they have a box of the vocabulary words that they pulled out. And if you hover over them, it will review the vocabulary. And then you can play a vocabulary game with a few of the words they picked out where you can, it's interactive. So you can, you pull the, can move the word over and match it with the definition. So those are fun and it's all different fun things. It's all wonders of the world. So, you know, you can search different topics or kind of just browse and see like what would be fun for my students to read about and just work on all those types of skills with them. 
Yeah. I love the content of it. I was just going to say, Claire and I are both looking at it right now (laughs) (laughs) and it looks so cool. Yeah. That one is, is very cool. I just started using it. I even forget I, um, who, where I found, found it or heard it from. Um, but I just started using it and I thought it was so great. I shared it with some of the teachers in my building. Um, and you, it's just really fun for the kids. And sometimes they give you like, oh, if you wanted to do a follow-up activity that's, mm-hmm. you know, associated with what you read, they give you some ideas of some things like maybe hands-on. Um, like there, the, there was that one, why does Jello jiggle? I don't know if you saw it. And then yeah. uh, after, <laughs> so then you like answer the question and yeah. it gives you those topics in the beginning at the top of the page. It always gives you like, well, you know, have you wondered and you can kind of like start talking about that stuff. And then at the end, a lot of times they give you different suggestions for follow-up hands-on activities that are associated and different um, websites to click on. Um, And I like that it presents the material in like various ways. So I'm looking at, because I thought it was funny, who invented the porta potty (laughs) and, and it has like a video, it has different pictures. It obviously has that like longer passage you were talking about. And then off to the side, it has like nine vocabulary words. And then like you said, the test your knowledge quiz, and then different things that you can try out at home. I'm not sure what the porta potty try it outs are, but it, <laughs> yeah. it looks like it prevent or presents the same material, but in various ways, which is so helpful. Yeah. And just different fun activities. Again, you can target different goals. I feel like because everyone yes. has mixed groups and, and you there's know. so many, like you'll never run yeah. out of any, this is like number 2,700. <laughs> yeah. So like you'll never there's run out of so content. <laughs> yeah. There's so yeah. many. That's so a- many. It's kind of similar. I felt like a little bit, although it has more of the reading, but like mystery Doug, have you ever used the, that? Mm-hmm. I haven't. Yeah. So, <laughs> mystery Doug is great. So mystery mm-hmm. you can create another, that's a free account. And if you refer 10 friends, I believe where you just like send them an email, they mm-hmm. don't actually have to even do anything. You just put 10 emails in, you get access to all the archives. So, so nice. you get access yeah. to everything. And it's just, this guy, Doug, who answers actual kids uh, mm-hmm. all over at their questions. So they send in their, oh. their video question and then they answer a question. I just did one the other day with students that we were working on nonfiction summarizing. We watched a video on, I have two girls, a girly group, and we watched um, a video on are unicorns real? And oh, they oh. actually like went through like where did unicorns come from and it's all very factual and they go Mm -hmm. through and they're literally like two minutes right they're so short so it's good to incorporate because you it's not your whole session that you're watching this video Mm -hmm. um and there are just so many you can search so many topics even if there's some for you know any time of the year if you there I remember doing one on daylight saving time Mm -hmm. they talked about that those types of questions or different animals or you can it's good because you can target their goals on websites like these two while incorporating the curriculum that they're working on because you can search different topics. So Mm -hmm. you can kind of pull it in that way and maybe do something if they're doing, you know, different habitats, you can, you know, read something or ask, you know, watch a video on uh, somebody has a question about an animal habitat and it kind of pulls that in, you know, which we're all trying to do, you know, in the school setting. Um, but that's another good one. And that's just videos, but sometimes they have follow-up activities, mm-hmm. um, as the Doug does. So on some of them, you can, um, actually do 
the activity with your students as a follow-up. Um, they have like projects and they do step-by-step -step, um, directions with them to do a follow-up activity or lesson. Um, and they will separate it based on grade level. So if you nice. have K through two students or you have three through five students do this activity or click here and it will be more geared towards those students or more geared towards the upper grade level students. Um, so that one is really good too. Again, all three, which is, <laughs> yeah. I love it. The nice part about mystery, Doug, I feel like it, they have a tendency to be, um, like more science or social studies related. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but my kids are like, so engaged in stuff like that because they're like sick of talking about math and, you know, reading and yeah. things like that. Right. They just find them really fun. So and there's, oh, there was always something I feel like, even if it's not so related to mm -hmm. say the season, but like in March, like we did, I've done one almost every year that they have a video, how is a rainbow made? Mm -hmm. um, and then they actually have an activity for you to do. And they do, here are the materials you need here, step-by-step, step, like with the water and the paper and where you have to go. Let's see if you can make a rainbow on a paper. Like, so it definitely... And you can do so many things, obviously, with that one video answering that question. And then there's a fun follow-up hands-on activity. And it kind of goes along with like March, St. Patrick's Day, rainbows. So you can pretty much always find something related to either a season, a theme, a topic. Love um, it. And it's kids, like the video of the kids, they, you know, the kids send their videos in with their questions. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's actual kids from wherever around the world yeah. <laughs> that are, um, sending in the questions that they see them talking and like asking this question and then they answer the question. So it's definitely engaging for them. And that's another really good one. For sure. Awesome. So I have a question. How do you, because I know it's different for everyone and it can be a struggle. How do you incorporate, um, your therapy goals into using websites? Because I know, at least for my schedule, when I was all virtual, you end up with mixed groups, right? Mm -hmm. Like nothing ever fits perfectly. So you end up with the weird group where, you know, you have like a student that's working on articulation and then another student that's working on like language, language, maybe something vocabulary based. So how do you kind of go about that? Um, so I guess it depends on what, you know, website I'm looking into, but I feel like most of the time for these video websites, like, so like Edpuzzle, mm -hmm. um, or, you know, mystery Doug, obviously you're previewing what you're showing them. Right. Um, so depending on the target, like, I mean, I guess the, the toughest mixed group is when you have those articulation only mm -hmm. kids that really are great with language. And then you have the language students. Um, and you're like, Hey, how am I going to get reps in? So I feel like, you know, I just preview the videos and I can make sure that there's at least the content or the topic has a lot. I know it's going to have a lot of their speech sound or a character, like mm -hmm. for watching a video or a story, um, that ha that topic has their speech sound. I know we're probably going to be able to work in a lot of sentences with the speech sound. I'm, I mean, I'm more thinking about the students who are younger because obviously you right. can use these websites with reading passages and pull something where you see all these words with their speech sounds and then mm -hmm. they're reading it and they're practicing it that way. Um, but I think the video ones are great for that purpose, because even if you were like, okay, if I have these kids in my speech room, this book is really great for language and articulation because mm -hmm. the characters are whatever. And it, it's great. 
um, you know, I feel like you can find a read aloud on almost Mm -hmm. anything. So I could just make an end puzzle and have it all set up for me, you know, forever more targeting R or whatever, or K or, you know, whatever the target may be, as I'm also asking those WH questions or, you know, follow, even following directions or recall or sequencing, because it's going to pop up with all different targets. And Mm then, um, so I think, you know, that's definitely tricky. (laughs) Yeah. And I always have the student that's like, oh, you gave him the easy one, you know, because like (laughs) they're great at language, but you know, Mm -hmm. they need help with articulation or vice versa. So I always have that. (laughs) So what kind of, um, tips, I guess, would you give, especially because I feel like a lot of our listeners are SLP grad students or CFs or, um, people that are new to the career. So what tips would you give for those individuals that are still a little bit hesitant about teletherapy and maybe don't feel super confident in some of these resources and implementing virtual resources? Yeah. So I feel like I'm, I I'm definitely more confident now, but I was that person like not that long ago as for most of us. Um, so I mean, yeah, I just have to feel like come from the mindset of everyone's in the same boat. You know, I'm over here with 15 years of experience in the field. And I felt like I was day one out of school, you know, not knowing what I was doing. So you're definitely going to feel like a fish out of water, but you just kind of have to jump in. I would definitely say practice, um, like running a zoom call. Um, if that's your platform or whatever your platform is, you know, Mm -hmm. practice setting it up. What does it look like from their end? What is it going to look like from your end? Because that's, that's a lot of what it is. Well, what are they seeing and what am I seeing? Um, such good advice. I love that. You know, I I mean, I have two kids, so I was like setting my kids up. I'm like, can you join? I feel like you can join my zoom call. Let me just see what it, can you hear me? Like what goes on with it? Um, so if you can just set it up even on two devices, so you can just see, how it works and play around with it. So you're familiar with how do you eat? Cause different platforms too have, and whether right. you're on your iPad or a laptop or a, com- or a desktop computer, it's, it looks different as far as where the buttons are, um, to share your screen exactly. or the options are different. So, I mean, even for me now, I use a desktop computer when I'm at work, but sometimes I have to go on my iPad and it's always like a little tricky because I'm mm-hmm. not so familiar So, so, and, and things will come across differently depending on the device. So I would just say practice what, whatever your platform is, Mm -hmm. um, and you know, how it's going to look and, and what the options are for, you know, whatever you're allowed to do. Like I can't give remote access. So my students don't have mouse control, which is like a plus and a minus at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, so, so that was something I was like, okay, when all these people are talking about, well, you use this and you give them mouse control and you do this. And I'm like, I yeah, I can't do that. So you just kind of work around it. Mm -hmm. And then I think, you know, the Instagram Facebook speech community is just the most amazing, amazing amazing thing out there that, um, I'm so happy that I found because Mm -hmm. I just think, you know, as, as just the people we are, where everyone is just so wonderful at sharing everything. I mean, they're like, Hey, look at what I did today. Mm-hmm. And you get to like, be, feel like you're sitting in all these speech rooms all the time and right. getting all these ideas. And, you know, that's amazing. So I feel like if you can be a part of, you know, follow speech therapists on Instagram and mm-hmm. be a part of speech therapy groups. I mean, the, the Facebook green screen, oh, it's <laughs> a rabbit hole. I- <laughs> 
that I wouldn't survive without it. I know we say that all the time. Like there's so many things that people just post for free, which I think is amazing. Amazing. Like that they make all this stuff and you can just be like, I want to work on this. And you type it in the files and like Mm -hmm. 50 million things come up and you're like, Mm -hmm. I can save all of these things to my computer and use it in therapy. Like how this, like, I feel like not like nothing else. There's no other, you know, group that I feel like that's as amazing. (laughs) Um, I agree. So that, and then I feel like I wouldn't get too hung up on, like, if you're new, you're going to want to be, you know, collecting materials or getting things and and stuff like that. And it depends on the age level that you're working with, but you know, what you, whatever you already have, you can make work. It's just get some ideas from other people and Mm -hmm. figure out, okay, well, if I screen share this and I feel like you don't have to buy any other, um, you know, like people have document cameras mm-hmm. and different crazy screens or even the green screen background. I mean, you don't have to do that. Like start small, mm-hmm. do it little by little. I don't have a green screen, but I use virtual backgrounds all the time. Exactly. I mean, yep. <laughs> I pull up, you know, my, my virtual like inferencing sentence frame or my visual anchor charts for my older students. And it's behind me as we're doing my, our lesson and it's there for them something even as simple as that, just to, you know, have a visual there for them and even make it as interactive as you can. Um, and just start small and there's just YouTube videos for everything. So if you feel like you're like, this isn't working, someone is there to answer, answer your question or as a step-by-step video for you need to click here and do this. And I feel like that was, that's totally how I learned how to do certain things. Like how would I share this background or how can I make myself um, you know, zoom is great because you can share your PowerPoints as your background. Mm -hmm. Right. So that is amazing too. So I just feel like start small, practice your platform before you have a student in front of you Mm -hmm. (laughs) is like the, the biggest thing. And then you just kind of have to jump in and, and And be flexible. I feel like it's just a learning thing too. Yeah, it is. It's, and just kind of remember, you know, the kids are probably zooming with you or whatever, being virtual with you from home. Mm -hmm. So there's just going to be a lot of distraction. There's going to be parents there listening to you. So that's something to keep in mind, but there's just going to be distractions and you kind of have to take everything with a grain of salt and yeah, just be flexible and just, you learn every day. Like I'm still learning every day, you know, how to treat my kids in the best way with all of these different new ways of learning, like everyone. Um, just cause you mentioned parents really quickly, just kind of as our last question, do you have any parent website resources that you frequent or recommend or that you have found useful? Um, like that I would tell my parents to go to mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the ones you've already mentioned, Claire and I have already bookmarked and saved <laughs> because we love them. And even something like that, I think would be a great resource to give parents if they needed, you know, different materials to practice on. But I just wondered if you had any go-tos kind of above that. Um, So I think like for the younger kids sometimes, like, yeah, like you said, I would sometimes um, direct them to the websites we're using in therapy sessions for the older students, if they wanted to see kind of what we're doing and they could, you know, use off of things off of their um, Mm -hmm. activities off of those sites. But for the younger kids, um, I do like the mommy speech therapy website. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I mean, it's coming from a parent perspective. So I think it's that really always is the first one that comes to mind with my younger students, even though I'm, I'm even in elementary school now, but for even for my kindergarten students 
or for those preschool families that are coming in and have questions about even speech development. And there's a ton of free resources mm-hmm. yeah. there for, um, for parents, even print to print out things that they wanted to work mm-hmm. on with, with their kids. Um, and just the, how it's presented is just parent friendly for, yeah. you know, reading and, and simpler language. So that one is probably, you know, a good one to recommend to parents. Um, for sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Vanessa, thank you so much. I feel like we covered a lot. Rachel and I have been like furiously writing and we will continue. We're going to, I'm going to listen to it again to make sure I didn't uh, miss anything, but um, you gave us a ton of resources. So we really appreciate it. And we appreciate all the work you've done with telepractice because we know it's hard and (laughs) it's, it's still hard, but we're, we're getting through it. So through it one day at a time. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Um, so thank you so much. And we wish you luck with the continued telepractice and in-person therapy. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Thank you.